Proactive Athletes is the premier place that empowers student athletes to overcome the challenges of college sports recruitment. Their unparalleled expertise and influential network will guide you towards realizing your fullest potential. At Proactive Athletes, they understand that each student athlete is unique, facing their own set of obstacles. That's why their dedicated team takes the time to comprehend your individual needs, providing a comprehensive hands-on approach tailored to your success. With their personalized attention and unwavering support, they ensure your satisfaction every step of the way. Through their vast network, they have successfully connected with over 2.3 million coaches, giving your child's profile the exposure it deserves. In fact, their student-athletes' profiles have been viewed by an astounding 716,000 coaches, solidifying their reputation as the go-to platform for recruitment. What sets them apart is their data-driven approach, allowing them to make informed decisions that result in better outcomes for their student-athletes. By harnessing the power of data, they maximize your child's chances of success as they embark on the next chapter of their athletic journey. Join the ranks of proactive athletes and unlock your true potential. Let them amplify your talent, connect you with coaches that want you but may not have known about you, and pave the way for your future success. Together, they will defy the odds and ensure that your dreams become a reality. Don't wait any longer. Get proactive in your child's recruitment process today by visiting proactiveathletes.com. And make sure you use Shark Effect 10 for 10% off. So from a and even from a headline standpoint, again, people get paid a lot of money to create copy and clickbait in the headlines. So we're not thinking as much. Oh, headline, boom, I'm triggered. Let me go off before I think more. So what I'm really trying to do, what I, I want to continue to get better at is becoming a master at uh, at understanding and then helping others understand themselves. It's intercepted, picked up by Alex Molden. Welcome to The Shark Effect. I'm your host, Alex Molden. I'm a former NFL veteran, and now I'm a leadership and personal development speaker and coach. In this podcast, you will hear inspirational and humorous stories from leaders of all walks of life, from current and former professional athletes, coaches, authors, experts, executives, and successful business owners. Discover how these leaders not only overcame obstacles, but also learned core principles that led to their success when leading others. My guest this week on The Shark Effect is Stan Pearson. Stan Pearson is an award-winning speaker, coach, and consultant. He's been featured on NBC, ABC, uh, Yahoo Finance, The Daily Herald, and the New York Weekly. Um, we talk about confidence and how do you how do you get it? No matter what area you're in, confidence is a golden nugget. And he believes in if you're good, you're great and you're worth it. So enough of that. We're going to jump into the interview with Stan Pearson. My man, Stan Pearson, thank you for being a guest on The Shark Effect. My people heard a little bit about who you are, but can you tell us just a little a little bit more about what you what you do, how long you've been doing it, how great of a person, because everybody knows you're your favorite person's favorite person, but Thanks. I want... Yeah. <laughs> 
can you tell my folks a little bit about Stan Pearson? Thank you. Uh, number one, I'm a big deal. I'm glad you said it. Now, you know, now two people say it. Now people say it. No, but uh, you know, I'm uh, honored to be here. Thank you for having me on the Shark Effect. Uh, originally from you know right outside of Chicago, and something that most people wouldn't know by looking at me is uh, my undergraduate degrees in Spanish. Entonces yo hablo español también, and uh, you know, lived in Mexico, Spain, and I love I love people. I love connection. I love relationships. And I believe part of my superpower is, you know, helping people understand themselves better so they can do more, be more and have more. And that's been key to my life. And outside of that, I understand that time and words are undefeated. And I believe that speaking is the greatest sport of all time. We can talk about that later, but that's that's me briefly and quickly. Love that. Love that. So tell tell a a story like how how did you get started in the in the speaking um, business or the speaking industry? Because I know that's not all that you do. You teach people how to become better people. You've taught me a ton of things. I've known you for a couple of years now from our good friend Odell Bazell. So can you tell my people like how did you get started? Thank you for asking. And I, you know, I believe that nothing quite seemed like a straight line until things go kaboom. And then it seemed like, oh, this was all in the cards. But I always tried my best to, you know, connect with folks, ask a lot of questions. And it may seem weird, but anytime there was a, a project, even in school, like I always wanted to try and speak, you know, because uh, I figured there was always value in connecting with people through words. Uh, but then fast forward, I worked for a college. And this is something I tell people as they want to get better and what they do, like it's typically within their industry where they can initially, you know, excel. I worked at a university and then I started having to present at conferences for the university. And one day I was leaving a classroom and someone said, so what do you want to do? This is after I was giving this presentation on community service, which was not my wheelhouse, but I was willing to do it. And I was like, well, I'd like to do more of that. Like, I really want to be a speaker. And uh, I got a call from someone who knew them like two weeks later. And they're like, hey, we heard you're pretty good. Do you want to speak at our leadership academy? And that person never heard me speak before. They're outside of the room. And that was, I'll say that was at UTPA. At the, now it's uh, UT Rio Grande Valley. But it was uh, University of Texas Pan American. That was the first school that ever paid me to speak. And after that, I think I spent a full day there, at least half a day, got paid $700. And I had never been paid $700 to speak anywhere. And from then on, I was like, okay, I have to find a way to do this forever. And that was the beginning. That was the first time I ever got paid. Prior to that, you know, I, you know, I spoke a lot. You know, people do a lot of free gigs or, uh, you know, as a part of the university, I was speaking at events regularly, but that was the first time I ever got paid. And I thought, I have to find a way to do this and then realize that I just couldn't be entertaining and fun. And if I wanted people to pay me well, pay me more, I had to have more substance. But that was the beginning. That was the first time I, I ever got paid. And I'm always thankful to that person, that, that institution, the people that gave me a shot and happy that I was willing, willing you know, to do the small things to end up getting big results. Oh, love that. And I know like, getting into something that's new um 
you know, whether it's, whether it's speaking, whether it's in sports, whether it's um, just something like a new job, new gig, there's always like, for me, like understanding like the landscape, being connected with, with folks who've been there for a long time, not just been there with experience, but also have success is I like to gravitate towards those people and ask them questions, kind of like either a mentor or I know how to fast track. If, if I want something, I want to be good at something, I pay people. I pay mm-hmm. people to get better at it because that's the, the, the fast track. I like when I, when we go to Disney world with all eight of my kids, our <laughs> kids, your boy is in the fast track lane all day. So I understand the importance of fast tracking and paying somebody that can coach you to become better at whatever thing that is. It's an investment in yourself. And I know you've done a lot of investment in yourself. Can you kind of give um, like a framework of of how my listeners, how important it is to be able to get like a mentor or a coach to help them become better at anything? Because at the end of the day, we're we're looking for confidence and I want to talk a little bit about that as well. So anyway, that was a long question. No, no, thank you. You know, confidence is kind of like a, it's an investment. Number one, it's a muscle. It's something that you have to you have to work on. You have to develop it. And if it's an investment, that means that, or it's like almost confidence is faith in self. So you have to give something without knowing something is going to come back. That's part of it. So I almost treat it like money. For example, in my in my travels now, you know, I don't let's say the cell lot. I'm out of Atlanta. So a few years back, I would park where it was like, it was $10 or $5. Now it's 10, but it was $10. Then you could hop on the shuttle. The shuttle takes you somewhere else. Now you're at the airport. Then I moved to, you know what? It's about, it's about $15. Okay. But you're parking closer. Okay. More recently in the last year, I've been parking like right, like in hourly parking, which is $36 a day. But I'm right out of my car. I walk 10 steps, just about. I'm through security in less than 20 minutes. I am there. Or it's so it's like really trying to practice what I preach. If it, preach if time is precious, if I want to get back to my family as quickly as possible, as soon as I get off the plane, boom, I walk 10 steps. I'm in my car I'm on the expressway. When again, somebody might be thinking, oh, it's just 30, 30 minutes, but it's that time. Another lesson. I had a, a friend early on. And I was like, yo, I'm doing, you know, this is travel examples right now. And I promise I'll bring it home. But uh, let's say TSC, TSA pre-check. I ain't paying for $85 pre-check. I'm like, you know what? I'm getting clear too. Ah, I ain't going to get clear. Okay, cool. Now those ha- come at a cost. They're not yeah. free. Maybe one is $85 for several, five years. Yeah. Clear might be $79. I don't know if it's one up or went down because I just renew it. I literally gotten through the airport, major airports in Atlanta in 20 minutes, sometimes 30. The line is long. However, I know people who've missed their flights because they had to stand in a long line mm. and who also had to pay to change their flight upwards of 250 to $500. Now you tell me in that moment, if that investment or confidence in self to get that return is worth it. Yeah. Even when I'm in restaurants, sometimes I tip before We've even got really going. Okay. Because for me, TIP stands for to ensure promptness. I'm investing in the relationship. 
Whether a smile, knowing your name, before we're done, maybe I've given you money already to let you know I'm in this for the long haul. I want this to be a great experience. Now, all investments don't pan out, but nothing works if you don't work it. The same thing holds true for your mentor. If you're not willing to invest in someone who's been there before, not only will it take you two times, 10 times, as long as it possibly could, you're going to experience a lot more pain. But beyond that, it's going to take a lot more time to get where it is you say you want to be. If there are people giving you proof that I have been here, I am where you want to go, and they give you an opportunity to pay them, then when you're able, pay them. Mm. That's pay it. Them. Boil, boil it down. <laughs> <laughs> boil it down. Yes, indeed. How do, you, how do you treat and how do you use influence? Mm. I think, you know, influence, it really is a superpower. People... People understand how, how powerful it is. I know that the, the folks in my world, they want to be better speakers. They want to improve their marketing. They want to be better on video. I have an influence over them because I've shown proof of the very things they want to get better at. So now I decide, I tell people like there's always, there's a hero and there's a villain. And while sometimes I do understand where the villain is coming from, where we're talking about movies, like I want to, I want people to use their superpowers for good. Like how are you going to influence someone to get to a better place? to get to where it is you say they want them in the most authentic way possible with integrity. And the best thing you can do to gain influence is gather more experience and then share that experience often, almost at an exhaustion level. And that's what I try my best to do. And I am no longer shy about that. Uh, I typically talk to people about the word humble. It's like, I feel like, even people in companies have had trouble getting promoted, trouble getting jobs. They don't interview well. Why? They get in an interview and then the person says, so tell me more about yourself. Now they spent the last 10 or 20 years of their life being, they have no idea how to speak about themselves, how to brag on themselves. But the word brag literally means like boastfully telling about oneself. But there's some people that just talk about themselves and might be accused of bragging. But the truth is, people are drawn to those who believe in themselves. People are drawn to winners, period, no matter how you slice it. So it's just important that we make sure that we're comfortable speaking about ourselves, knowing what we know, and then sharing it with people. So again, the long answer to the short question is, if you want to continue to gain more influence, learn more, and then regularly teach what you learn, sometimes even with your spin, but in a very simple way. If you, if anyone checks out my content, I'm not speak, like, I'm not trying to win a spelling bee or trying to be the most complex individual delivering content. I want to deliver it in a way where people can understand it and digest it and use it. Well, I'm going to tell you one person who's using it, your boy. Hey. <laughs> so let me tell you, if that, you haven't, please make sure you check out Stan Pearson on, at least I, I'm on Instagram with them. I think LinkedIn too. I'm not, I yeah. can't remember, but, but I know with, with, with uh, Insta, with IG, I watch them and you drop like nuggets every day and not just like nuggets on helping speakers, which I am, but just how to, how to look at different circumstances that you go through 
and not all of them are good. But how do you look at those those circumstances and use them to to benefit you? But and then also how to use like the things that happen in your life. Like we have to do research on ourselves as a speaker. I I know myself. I didn't used to. I didn't used to, to be perfectly honest. Like my job was what defined me, what Alex Molden was. Alex Molden, the football player. And I didn't do research on what else I liked, what else I was good at. And I started looking at my life and I started breaking down the different things that has happened, both on the football field, because it's elevated. I understand that. And here in, here in America, you know, being a professional athlete gives you, you know, we all have a platform, but it's just elevated. But how do I use those same things, those same stories, those same interactions, and not all of them to be like the highlights, but the lowlights? How do I use that and then speak to it to where anybody can pull something from it, not just athletes? And I think, you know, what you help people, well, at least for me, help me like look at my life differently and look at it and like, man, those are golden nuggets. Those are teachable moments. And you do a phenomenal job of helping people, not just speakers, but Look at their life through a different lens and how it can help others. Man, thank you so, very much. I don't know if that was a question, but it was yeah, something no, I wanted I, to tell I, you. <laughs> I, feel that. I, I thank you for that. And what, I, what I'm really working on is I want to give things more context. And that's, how, again, to define it, always equated to this. We've all, like a lot of people who've went to school or college or university, even high school, they've had a brilliant teacher, but they've had a brilliant teacher. They're also brilliant teachers who aren't good at teaching. Like they're spending more time trying to uh, show you how how brilliant they are, or as a, a salsa dancer, like their folks just want to show you all the tricks and the moves. They want to show you how good they are instead of showing you yo how they can be good too. So from a and even from a headline standpoint, again, people get paid a lot of money to create copy and clickbait in the headlines. So we're not thinking as much. Oh, headline, boom! I'm triggered. Let me go off before I think more. So what I'm really trying to do, what I, I want to continue to get better at is becoming a master at, uh, at understanding and then helping others understand themselves, giving headlines and people context, a deeper level of, like I mentioned uh, with my audiences more recently about rumors. Like everyone has been a victim of a rumor or a spread of rumor. Matter of fact, technically the news spreads a lot of rumors because, and if you're wondering what a rumor is, it's, it typically lacks context and it's often one-sided. Mm. So what are three questions you wish people would ask before they spread a rumor? Is it true? Where'd you hear it from? How do you know? So then I can, like, if someone says, man, saying you change lives, I'm always humbled by that. But for me, I feel like I'm amazing at giving people the tools of changing themselves. So when I give them that tool of three questions, is it true? Where'd you hear from? How do you know? It's like, huh, now you can you can take that and use it. And you may be more even more empowered because it's you carrying out the action. It's like I could have a bunch of tools and not know how to build anything, which may or may not be true to my soul. I, I wish I was more handy in that way. You but and me both. Have, what's that, what'd you say? Me, you and me both. You and me 
Well, <laughs> but if I have a friend or if I hire a carpenter and I give them my tools and they build a masterpiece, well, who did the work? I just provided the tool, which is what I'm continuously trying to get better at. So I really appreciate that. It's definitely something that I'm working on. Thank you. It's here, finally. My book, The Ultimate Playbook for High Achievement. You can get it on Amazon in the uh, paper paperback version, or you can get it on Kindle. And who this book is an in, intentionally created for is for those who are looking tra to transition, what, whether you was an athlete or an executive or a successful entrepreneur or whatever. If you're looking to transition into something different, this book can help you. I break it down. I lay down the foundation of who you want to be. I have a chapter in there that breaks down and boils down leadership, which is influence. And you got to understand these 10 influencers that can help you with decision making, that can help you with influencing others. And how are you influenced? I have chapters in there that really break down my system of assignment, alignment, and adjustment. Um, recognizing the power of your environments is a chapter, developing your own procedures, creating relationship roadmaps, using adversity to your advantage, right? Because we all go through tough times, but how do you flip it? How do you use it to power you, okay? And then developing your own standards. So these are things that can help anybody, not just, not just athletes. Now, there's some stories in there you know, that covers topics that, that resonate with athletes. But I think overall, this book can help um, anyone who is looking to transition into becoming successful in something new, something different. Okay, so make sure, check it out. Amazon, the ultimate playbook for high achievement. Man, I believe it, man, that's, that, that's pretty dope. And, you know, I look at it, and it's one of the things I tell my, my, my clients, my coaching clients is giving them the tools. Now I'm going to give you the tools, but number one, we need to work on who you are and the success that you have. That's all you. I just like, exactly like you said, man, I just gave you the tools, all the success you're going to have. That's you. It ain't me. I just gave you the tools. Now on the flip side of that, all the, the things that might come, the failures, the the the, the uh, sticking points, the the potholes, are the, that's you as well, right? So as a coach, I need to be able to you know as we because I can't I'm not with my client twenty four seven. I yeah. only go of what they tell me, and then I can basically hold a mirror up and let them see. Hey, well, are you aligned to what you said you wanted to the person you wanted to become? You know what I'm saying? And I know you I know you coach on personal development as well. And I want to get your your take on, you know, how do you how do you exactly do that? Help people become the the best version of themselves or to help them go to where they say they want to go. Yeah. You have a framework. Yeah, so really quickly, it's it's you know, helping people understand that you no know, accountability has to exist. So part of even the application process is like, hey, so how willing are you to accept that? Because you know you are you're managing the ship, you're captaining it, the ship, if you will. You're you're the one driving down the road. Because the truth is, it's like I've seen people on the side of the road, and it's heck, it's been me. 
You're driving down the expressway. There's a pothole. You hit the pothole. Now you're on the side of the road, mad at the pothole. And rightfully so. Rightfully so. But at some point, we got to change a tire and get back on the road. Some folks spend too much time yelling at the pothole. You know what I'm saying? Like Those are going to exist. You will be in your coaching business. You will be speaking. You will be running. And there's going to be a pothole that's not your fault. That, yes, you can be upset with. But that you eventually have to go, okay, let me fix my tire. Maybe I'll tell somebody about the pothole. Like there's an app, there's an app that'll let you know, hey, there's a pothole back there. But I'm moving forward. Uh, that helps, you know, quite a bit. Just helping people understand, and by metaphor, or by life experiences, that oh, this is what I'm going through. This is what, you know, I've had to endure. I think that helps quite a bit when it comes to the professional development business, and helping people understand that I've I've had this similar experience. Or these are the tools that help you overcome this kind of experience. Because there's some folks that have stories that blow my mind. Everyone's story is different. But if I can help people be willing to tap into the pieces that where they understand what they do control and what they don't control, then that will give them more power. And I spend a bit of time with that. Like, yo, you are, I believe, you know, I'm not, wouldn't consider myself a religious person, but I believe that there's God within all of us. And if that is true, and if I believe in God, that's, that's for those who believe in God. If I believe in God, then I must believe in myself because there's God in me. Now, typically, even those who are atheists believe in something greater than them. If it's greater than them, then it helped create them. And if I believe in that, I believe myself a little bit. So with that, okay. All right, now I have more power, but we've all heard the quote, to whom much is given, much is required. That means if I want the, you know, the shiny whatever, that's going to take some work. And I think I was saying to some kids yesterday, the best thing I ever had in my life took work. Like you you played at the highest level, you're part of the 1%. You had some amazing times in getting there, but that took work. You know what I'm saying? And folks don't understand that the the greatest thing they will ever, ever accomplish in life will take work. And if I can get them to understand that in the very beginning, you know, you're going to have everything you ever said you wanted, but it's going to take some work along the way. If you're with me, if you're cool with that, then we're good. Dude, man, hold on. I got two, two things with that, you know, what you're talking about. Just last night, so... So my wife's been gone. She's in Tennessee with our second son who's with the Tennessee Titans. So she's so she's out there. I'm at home with four of the kids. Okay. And I'm running around with the chicken with the head cut off. I'm going to the grocery store back and forth. Anyway, I went to the grocery store. I never pull money out of the, you know, the self-checkout, right? Yeah. I never pull money from that. I always go to my bank. I, first, I never carry around cash, but I was like, man, let me go ahead and get this cash real quick. Yeah. And uh, and I was buying something, and I and I said, man, okay, let me go ahead and pull $40 out. Let me just get a little $40. Just then, Stan, a gentleman who um, I coach his, I used to coach his son at high school football, He, we started a conversation. We started a conversation. Hey man, yeah, man, how's he doing? That and the other. 
and then all the work, man, I got burgers on the grill. I'm, you know, I'm like, okay, yeah, try. I'm distracted. And I, I take my stuff and I go. I get in the car, I pull out the drive or the parking lot, and I'm driving. My money. I didn't grab my $40. <laughs> man, I turned around, screw it, park, walk back in there. Hey, um, did anybody turn in $40? <laughs> and, you know, the lady, she's like, oh, no, where, where at? No, no, right now. And the first thing that I did, because she was all sorry and stuff, I said, no, you know what? That's my fault. That's my uh, fault. It ain't your fault. It ain't his fault. It ain't nobody. That's my fault. So what I hear from you mm-hmm. is one, and one of the things I coach on, one of the first things you have to understand, you have to take responsibility for everything, for everything. You own it. When I own that, hey, man, that's my fault. Man, I walked out of there and it was just $40 gone. That's it. But I think if I were to start to blame people and it still wouldn't have brought my $40 back, I think I would go, I would have got in my car and I would still been pissed because I'm blaming somebody that really doesn't exist. I mean, it does. It's, it's me. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, so I was yeah. like, man, when I learned that, when I learned that from, from my, one of my other coaches, Eldrick Broussard, and I was like, I started looking at my life differently. Like all the things that's happened, like I got this big old 12 inch scar on my knee. It happened in football. It was my fault. It wasn't the receiver. It was my fault. You know, so taking responsibility. And another part you talked about is if if you want to be successful, if you want to do things at the at the top, top level, there's going to be sacrifice. There's going to be time. There's going to be, like you said, hard work. I've been married for 24 years. Hey. It's work. Just for me to get into the room, just for me to start dating my wife back in the day. Yeah. It was work. <laughs> it was work. You know what I'm saying? She wasn't just like, you know, she was it was it was work. So um I'm just saying, like, man, that was beautiful what you said. And I now when you was talking, I always listen to things and principles. And when you said that, I was like, hot damn, that just happened last night. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And then you talk about hard work. Hard work, yeah. It takes work. If you get anything easy, you won't respect it. No, it's. I think Odell, he said this before. He's like, people accept free, but they don't respect free. It's human nature. Like, accept free, but they won't respect free. And even from, you know, teaching point, you mentioned there, like I've been working through this, um, like creation of the laws of human currency, like the human currency model. And when people understand these different, there's time, there's respect, there's, you know, reciprocity, there's all these different levels that lead up to the ultimately celebrity. And I feel like we should be a celebrity in our homes. That's the first place we should be that. I think when people see themselves as that, because, you know, we're talking about celebrating oneself and knowing how to celebrate our families, you know, that is really powerful. And a lot of kids and young people are, are missing that. Because again, the whole responsibility thing, we like hand that off to someone else It through maybe no th- fault of our own, if that's how we see it. Oh, in this person, you should really check them out. Like, no, no, no. The people at home, like check them out first. I think that becomes really powerful. And if you don't mind me sitting like, <laughs> you share this story about, I- I'm really trying to get better at, because it's a process, the uh, 
again, the, the accountability and the power that you have and how that lends to confidence, taking responsibility in real time as we are you know, doing this right now. I just got back from speaking in New York and uh, and I always remember everything, like from packing down my, my pointer, my boom, everything is in my bag. I'm in up northern New York, driving back down to LaGuardia, and it was a, a huge deal because I moved my flight up two hours to get home sooner. Mm-hmm. And either way, I wasn't even rushing when I left. I'm on the shuttle. It, those of y'all who've ever had to rent a car at LaGuardia, it is not the smoothest operation, but I'm on like the second shuttle. And then I just thought, my book bag's kind of light. Huh. Open my book bag out. My laptop was not there. <laughs> it, was, oh. it, was, it, was, it was an hour and a half drive away where I was just speaking at. Oh. And I literally just took a deep, I was like, okay. All right. I sent an email or <laughs> whatever. I sent an email like, hey, I got on a, but it was like, it was, it was all me. We'll fix this as it goes and all that stuff. But old me, for sure. I'd have, the next two hours, I would have been pissed, for sure. And it definitely would have been on someone that distracted me, did this, then this happened. And if they were to just, it was literally my fault. But it yeah. gave me so much more power, strength, and literally confidence to be like, I will take care of it. Let's keep it moving. And oh, the day was it was amazing. Yeah, look at that. And thank thank goodness for technology in the first place that you can just pull out a little little thing in your in your pocket and shoot a shoot an email or text whatever and then get a response or get something. That's a beautiful thing. It really is. <laughs> a lot of times that I think also that a lot of times that we spend waiting, we could be working. So if someone's mm-hmm. running late, okay, cool. Like again, that's not always convenient. Oh, they're running late. Okay, boom, let me knock this out real quick. Like there's a lot of uh, the newer me as I continue to improve, like I don't mind waiting as much because now I'm like, oh, snap. OK, now I can or no, I can do this or, when usually people will just wait an hour and be pissed for an hour. But it's to your right. point where we're talking about professional development, even sales, as you continue to you know help folks develop in their, that, that sales mind, that's a part of selling, like how you show up to the customer, to the client, to whoever to be able to deal with all these things that happen before they show up. Mm. Um, how do you view adversity? You know, you know, <laughs> you know, I could say adversity is opportunity. You know, that sounds great. Cause it is. Adversity is so inconvenient. It is. It's in, it's so inconvenient. And I wish more folks talked about that. Again, when we're giving talks, you know, I think the good ones and like you, you will, you will give it context. Adversity doesn't typically come when you want it to. And adversity can also come while something you've been wishing and praying for is arriving. That means I want to be the greatest of all times. Okay, amazing. On your way to being the greatest of all time, adversity will strike. You know, you will a, a laptop will be forgotten an hour and a half away. You will be sweating running through the airport or, you know, something will fall apart and you will have to fix like all that stuff happens. And people typically when they think adversity is like, oh, things were going bad and more bad things happen. Adversity is really inconvenient. And when you understand the truth, it's like with uh, 
with being married. I think, you know, married and kids, it's like, oh, it's pie in the sky. You watch the movies. It's like, there's some adversity. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's some adversity. <laughs> and if people understood that even better going into, like, kids don't, t- kids don't solve problems, you know, from a relationship or getting married doesn't solve. No, there's, there's more to the conversation and again, giving things deeper context helps. So to, I guess, uh, an unlikely answer about adversity is like, yo, it's never convenient. It's typically going to come when you least kind of expected it. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it can also happen when things are going really, really well, because new solutions create new problems. And if you can be ready along the way with that, you know, you, life will be a little bit easier. It'll be what it is, but you'll yeah. be... It'll be what it is. I tell folks that uh, there's sometimes I'm I'm pleased but not surprised when I'm preparing for for something. I try to live in a state of dynamic anticipation, so I'm prepared when things don't go well, but I I enjoy them when they go great. And I, I say for those who are having kids, my son he's only four, but I tell people I'm like before he got here, he was everything I ever said he was going to be, everything. Everything before I knew he was a boy, I knew he was a boy. everything. So again, the power of words. But the truth is, everything means that he's got some of me. Now that mean, I am not per- like if you have kids, yeah. you understand. It's like ah, okay. It's just, again adversity. Yeah. The power of words, all those things come into play. We go okay, I got it. Anyway, long answer yeah. to your short question. But- no, and but, but but that's what it is. Like like parenting, I think like just like. If you have foundational principles that you can set that can be like guardrails, um, how people, how you coach, like that aspect, but then also like at home, you know, and holding them to a certain standard is that it starts at, it starts at home. Like what standard do you want to hold your, your kids to? For them to just have no guardrails and whatnot, that's that's very dangerous. Because that little four-year-old in the blink of an eye will be a 16-year-old. And if you haven't hold held him accountable to your standards at home, how is he gonna be like out in the streets? Man. In school. Man. You know? Yeah, that's so powerful. I think, you know, as we you know, those who have, you know, kids, it's like you can the personal development starts now. Like we don't have, they don't have to wait until you know, they're in school or listen to some speaker or some random, like, and certainly, you know, for what TV and media is, you want them to be listening to trust your words, your framework before anybody else's. So while music is cool, you know, I need you to get some of this work in this book or this audio book or this really good speak, something so that, you know, their mental and emotional DNA is, more loyal to something that can help them survive and develop them before something can just entertain them easier said than done. But I I think that again, you know, shifting just a little bit as parents, if we, because we're also training ourselves while we're doing that. And as you know, like they model behavior anyway. So (laughs) then there's that, but anyway, right. (laughs) That's, that's it. That's it. Um, yeah. All right, here's something I wanted to ask you. What is something that most people value that you don't? 
I love that question. Golly, I love that question. What is something that most people value that I don't? I, I kind of have an issue with this. Uh, I'm going to assume most people. Uh, hip-hop and rap music. Mm, why hip-hop is that? and rap music. The, the culture. As I define it now, the culture, which is not very popular to say as a black man, <laughs> but I see culture differently as I feel like it's being portrayed and promoted. So I could, yeah, I'd say, quote unquote, as I show those, the culture. Mm. I love me. I love us. The culture. I just I don't. listen to, yeah, man, especially but, the. As, as we, you know, we start to look at the value of personal development and growth and, you know, parenthood has really sped up mine mm-hmm. and I listen to the lyrics, dope beats. And that's, that's, yeah. I listen to the lyrics. I'm like, would I say that to my 16 year old daughter? How is that helping her become see herself through a lens of like she's a person she's a beautiful person who has a lot to bring to this world but in most rap lyrics you don't hear that yeah yeah yeah, I, you, you <laughs> so, so it's like, but, I, but there are people and i you know and again i i've listened i listen to stuff there i believe there's a time and a place right my son was probably two before he heard different kind of music and that happened on accident <laughs> but yeah i think that uh there are people who know better that don't do better so even to me listening to something is even different than celebrating and promoting promoting it i think that's mm-hmm. even different yeah so now we have like adults that you know that actually know better but are like promoting something they never lived and i, I people give me a hard time but i talk about the suburban gangster respectfully like there, there are people who have had to live a life through no choice of their own. And some of those folks are, you know, I have, you know, family members who I consider myself to be very privileged where I started and I stand on the shoulders of giants and I've had different opportunities because of where I started in life. There are people I'm related to and know that did not have that. They are living a life that was get chosen for them in a different way. Then there are the folks that never, ever had to live a life of struggle and strife that in, but they pretend they did. Mm. And that is, that to me is what part of the culture has become where we're mm. glorifying something that never had to happen. And you're actually making it worse on those who come behind you. And I yeah. almost take that personally, but I just, you know, I just hope the best for everybody that we kind of live and learn and that we fall a little bit out of love with, attention, which is the, the most legal free drug of all time. Oh, if I could just get more of that. Because we all, we're all wired to want attention, but it's like the kind of attention that we're seeking is is hurting us. So mm, Look at that. Stan, man, hey, how can we get more of you, man? What you got hey. going on? I know you, I know you got some, I know you got some yeah. things either on the burner or that's already yeah. cooking. How can me and my listeners get that? Thank you. Very much. Thank you very much. Make sure you go to obviously stanpearson.com. And then there's my Instagram. I'm really active on there. 
at Stan Pearson, I-P-E-A-R-S-O-N-I-I as in the second. I'm launching the Tell Your Story Academy, where you learn how to tell your story and get paid to help change lives while changing yours financially, spiritually, emotionally, uh, you know, to be better today than you were yesterday so you can be more, do more, and have more. So that being said, I always tell people, don't worry about being perfect. Just try to make some progress because effort on fire beats knowledge on ice. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Man, Stan, man, thank you so much for being a guest. Number one, all those things, all your Instagram and all stuff, that's all that's going to be in the show notes. Um, And man, I want to have you on again. I I appreciate you. Million percent. Well, thank you so much, man. I greatly appreciate you, man. Keep striving. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep growing. And um, man, I love what you're putting out there in the world, man. Thanks, Alex. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Shark Effect podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at thesharkeffect.com. Thanks for listening. It's here, finally. My book, The Ultimate Playbook for Higher Achievement. You can get it on Amazon in the uh, paper paperback version, or you can get it on Kindle. And who this book is an in, intentionally created for is for those who are looking to, to transition, whether you was an athlete or an executive or a successful entrepreneur or whatever, if you're looking to transition into something different, this book can help you. I break it down, I lay down the foundation of who you want to be. I have a chapter in there that breaks down and boils down leadership, which is influence. And you gotta understand these 10 influencers that can help you with decision-making, that can help you with influencing others. And how are you influenced? I have chapters in there that really breaks down my system of assignment, alignment, and adjustment. Um, recognizing the power of your environments is a chapter. Developing your own procedures, creating relationship roadmaps, using adversity to your advantage, right? Because we all go through tough times, but how do you flip it? How do you use it to power you, okay? And then developing your own standards. So these are things that can help anybody, not just, not just athletes. Now, there's some stories in there, you know, that covers topics that, that resonate with athletes. But I think overall, this book can help um, anyone who is looking to transition into becoming successful in something new, something different. Okay, so make sure check it out. Amazon, the ultimate playbook for high achievement.